If you're an entrepreneur looking for realistic nutrition strategies to fuel your daily success, then this episode of the Smart Nutrition Made Simple Show is for you. Welcome to the Smart Nutrition Made Simple Show, where each week you will hear the real-world experiences, life lessons, and guided principles that every highly driven man needs to master, their health, productivity, and relationships by sharing conversations with the world's most successful people in fitness, nutrition, supplementation, and mindset. Meet your host, Benjamin Brown. He is a fitness and nutrition expert, consultant to Fortune 500 companies and world championship sports teams, a husband and father of three, and has been helping men transform their physiques, optimize their energy, and own their fatherly mission since 2005. Thank you for joining us today, and without further ado, let's jump right in. Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome to this episode of the Smart Nutrition Made Simple Show with my buddy, Nate Palmer. Nate is the best-selling author of Passport Fitness, the no-nonsense guide to staying in shape no matter what city you wake up in, and he happens to be a certified fat loss ninja. Now, in the episode today, we talk all about nutrition and how to utilize nutrition to optimally fuel your day from breakfast through dinner. Within there, we talk about skill power versus willpower. We talk about metabolic flexibility and why it's necessary to include both fats and carbs in your daily nutrition plan, not necessarily at the same time, and how to utilize carb backloading to optimally fuel your body and your brain and your nervous system for success. Fun episode talking with Nate about all things nutrition. I know you guys are going to enjoy, and let's just jump right in. Nate Palmer, welcome to the show, buddy. How are you? Dude, I'm doing great, Ben. Thanks so much for having me. This is going to be so fun. Yeah, man. Uh, Super excited to have a conversation with you. You are a local Phoenix resident, and uh, ironically, we have never met in person, but I've been following you for a while and I'm a big fan. And so I'm really excited to have you on the show. What, uh, dude, what's been happening in your life? Thanks brother. Well, um, not a whole lot. Well, maybe I had a baby girl for just six months ago, um, nice. bought a house living in Phoenix here, just enjoying the winter, which is the best time of the year to be in Phoenix and, um, working with some, some clients, getting some great results, doing stuff, exercising, Looking yes. at books, all of it. Awesome. Looking at books, but but not necessarily reading them. Just well, I don't osmosis. know how to read. No, just osmosis, right? Sleeping yeah. next to them. So, <laughs> tell us what do you do within fitness? You know, kind of a little bit about it, your background and segue into kind of who you help and how you help them. So t- um, this year is actually my tenth year in the industry. So I started off. I started off at a gym actually closer to you down in, down in Gilbert on Baseline and Higley called Fitness Works, where I went in without a certification or anything. And I asked the guy, he's like, hey, can I have a job? And he's like, you just sort of have a certification. I was like, how do I get one of those? And he's like, find an, like, find an accredited place and get a uh, certification. Should take you about six months. And I was like, cool. If I come back in two weeks with a certification, am I hired? And he's like, yeah, sure. So I did. And he was, so I worked there for a couple of uh, and that's, a year. That's the beauty of the fitness industry. Yeah. <laughs> right. It's a, it's a pretty low barrier of entry, which yeah. I love about it. And I also hate about it because it makes, it makes the uh, me and the, the fitness model on Instagram with the giant ass has yeah. the, we have the same amount of clout, which I mean, hurts my ego a little bit, but it's also kind of fun to not have to like go to school for nine years to be a personal trainer. True. 
True. So sorry. Proceed. Um, uh, just a quick question. Swearing. Can I do it? I'll yeah. Do it yeah. yeah. Do, do you. Absolutely. Okay. And All right. I always mark it as explicit. <laughs> so you're good. So um, from there, I just started working more and more, like just trying to figure out who I liked working with. I've had, I moved to Seattle with my wife, worked at a great gym out there, met a lot of amazing people, got some great results. Um, ever since I've been back in Phoenix, I've been trying to focus more on the entrepreneur, the small business owner, helping people who are not only like looking to improve their fitness, but also improve their energy, their focus, and in the process, you know, create more revenue for their, for their business. So I really don't think that you can be 100% if your health is not in check, right? If you don't have the energy to get through the day with, with all the focus you need, how can you drive those sales and go to those meetings and wear all the hats that small business owners need to wear in order to be successful? Yeah, absolutely. So, you got to be able to look the part and just the confidence that comes with having a level of fitness and a certain physique uh, is instrumental in, in uh, improving someone's business. Absolutely, I agree with you there. What was the impetus to even walk into that gym in the first place and want to be a personal trainer? So I, I was going to school at you down at the University of Arizona in Tucson. Nice. And I was finishing up my degree in like business and psychology and I was like, man, this is so boring. I know college is not supposed to be like, the, like the classes are not supposed to be like the highlight of college, but man, this is so boring. So I got on a website called um, T Nation, previously Testosterone Nation. I don't yeah, sure. And I read everything on that site. I read everything from their archives, like from 1998 up until 2008 or 2009 at the time. I read all the articles and I was like, Poof! I just fell in love with it. I was like, yeah. this is so awesome. People who are not just trying to lose weight, but actually become more, like get stronger, get bigger, get faster, jump higher, which I'm just, I, and I love the concept of, of becoming a better version of yourself, you know, maybe becoming more of a superhero, I think is, is mm -hmm. kind of, has always been a, uh, like an under, underlying desire for me. So after I finished up college, I was like, well, while I, while I figure out what I want to do with my life, I'm going to be a trainer for a little bit. That sounds like a pretty, pretty no, like no brainer thing to, to start off with. Yeah. And um, so I, I was there for a little over a year. And I was like, oh man, the insurance thing is killing me. It's really, I'm working all these hours, whatever else. So I'm like, I got to get a real job. So I got, I got a real job at a place that I won't name, but Kaplan Online University. Um, <laughs> I was on the phone all day long with people who were being like, hey, you want a degree in uh, criminal, like criminal, criminology or whatever? And they were like, oh, well, is that like CSI? Well, I get to be on CSI with a degree. And I was like, yeah, sure, whatever. I, yeah, I guess for sure to be on CSI. And just talking to people on the phone. And then I remember, I remember Ben walking into the, like the training room on the first day for this job and being like, oh no, what have I, what have I done? Why am I here? Yeah. And I just was so sad to be like chained to a desk all day, making these calls, not working for myself. And so after that, I've just not ever looked back. I was like, this is what I love doing. I love working with people. I love the physicality of, of my job. And I love seeing people take themselves from point A to point B, like growing them, like themselves and seeing people succeed. Because I love being around people who are succeeding and people who are growing. So why not make that a part of uh, my job and my life, right? And it's just, it's been so rewarding. I just love it. Yeah, well, you're obviously really good at it. You've got a great, you know, you certainly got a great personality and the right personality to be working with people. And so if you can support them, you know, socially as well as, um, you know, being a great backbone for them with respect to their, their goals, then I just think it's a great, um, 
you know, great mix right there. Um, so tell us, you tend to work with more entrepreneurial men and women. And what are some of the kind of limiting factors that you continually see with, with them that uh, potentially limits their ability to get results? The number one thing I see is, is the nutrition is not on point. And mm-hmm. I think that's a, there's a lot of factors that go into it, but the number one factor that I think contributes to the, I want to call it the limiting belief that they can't get their nutrition right is time. All these people yeah. are busy, right? Because, because like I said, entrepreneurs don't just go to work and sell hats. They're online. They're trying to learn new software. They're trying to deal with like their employees. They're trying to figure out like they're, they're putting out all these fires. They're answering emails from customers. They're doing the front end. You know, they're doing the back end. There's so many things to be doing at any given time that like a, a small business owner just doesn't have like free time. They, right. Their time is always spoken for. So a lot of times these people are out on the road a lot. So they're, they're pulling through fast food places. They don't have time to prep their meals. And a lot of times they'll say they don't have time to even hit the gym, which, you know, may, may be true in some cases. Mm-hmm. So I found that with, in working with them, the first thing to put a, a big priority on is how they can fit a, a healthy, nutritious, like, like a nutrition plan into their lifestyle. Because if I go, hey, eat Whole30, which I think is a, a good plan with, within itself, um, what, ha- what ends up happening is you either, you either go out with a Tupperware, you look like a total dweeb, just burned out on tilapia and asparagus, or you get to, the, you get to a party and you're like, well, shit, I can't eat anything here. Mm-hmm. Yes, I'll starve then. You know, right. So it just, and it's just not sustainable. If people are doing, trying to do that kind of lifestyle where they're just gutting through it and just really grinding on their nutrition, you can't do that for long term. You have to be, be doing a nutrition plan that supplements your lifestyle, helps create energy, helps create focus, and doesn't take a ton of time. And what are some of the steps involved that you help people or how you help people implement that healthy nutrition lifestyle, especially if they're, you know, on the go all the time, the entrepreneurial, what are some of the, the go-to strategies that utilize that you utilize that seem to work well? Well, I try to educate people on, on what, like what, why they would eat a certain thing. So I try to tell them, okay, like, let's say in the morning you get up, you have a standard American breakfast, you pour, you pour a bowl of cereal. Okay. Right. Now what's happening is that most cereal is made up of carbs, mostly processed carbs. So you're, what you're going to do is essentially just eating a couple tablespoons of sugar in the morning, mm-hmm. which, and, and not like, and cereal's not inherently bad, right? But if you're having it at this time of day, I try to educate people that your blood sugar is going to spike up. Okay. And then in order to compensate that for that, your insulin levels have to come, rise up to meet it. Now, if you don't have an, if you have like an ins, like if you have a metabolic syndrome, if you don't have super good insulin sensitivity, What's going to end up happening is you're going to drop that blood sugar, but you're going to maintain a little bit of insulin. That's going to, that's going to stimulate hormones that are going to make you hungry right. and make you want more carbs to get that blood sugar back up to meet insulin. Well, you're probably going to have more than you need, so that insulin's going to go, or the blood sugar's going to go back up. Insulin has to balance it. Then you're stuck in this yo-yo all day, which is playing with your energy levels as well. So what I'm trying to educate people on is here's how to eat in a way that's going to maintain steady blood, blood sugar levels, which is going to give you that, that focused energy for the day as well as um, focusing on smaller meals, especially breakfast, snacks, and lunch, and then having a bigger meal towards, the, towards dinner, which is counterintuitive to what a lot of people have been told. The six small meals per day, don't eat after blank o'clock, you know, a lot of these, these kind of bro science that people have been touting forever. So you're saying that, you're saying that six small meals per day is not necessarily the, the right way to, to be approaching, or that is what you recommend? 
No, I think that the six small meals per day, it has some merit. Um, I feel like success leaves clues. And if you look at some of the leanest and, and most like bodybuilder-esque type people in the world, they're eating six small meals per day or not small, but they're eating six times a day. Not necessarily stoking the metabolic fire like a lot of people say, but, sure. um, but that's just not a feasible thing if you're a small business owner. So exactly. you're going to get two meals, like two meals during the day, like tops, you know, maybe a handful of nuts or a bar in your car, something like that. But, but like trying to tell people to pack a thing full of Tupperware to their, to their job with them yes. is a good way for them to be like, <laughs> adios, I am yeah, not. Yeah, it's not happening. Absolutely. You got to keep it realistic for them and understand yeah. it, you know, put yourself in their shoes and understand where they're coming from. And especially, you know, if they're eating out, if they have to entertain, like absolutely, you know, speak in the same language in terms of keeping it realistic for them. So cereal is out for breakfast. We all know that. What's in for breakfast? What do we do there? So, okay. So I got a, I got a couple things that I like for breakfast. Um, sometimes people don't like to eat and in which case I would recommend just having a little bit of coffee. I call it optimal body coffee where you add a little bit of MCT oil and then it's a scoop of collagen peptides. The collagen okay. dissolves a lot easier in the coffee. Gives you a boost that you need for the day, some slow burning energy, and it doesn't really fill you up. So you're gonna need to eat probably around 10 o'clock or noon if you're doing that. Um, but my favorite thing to do is just set people up with a shake protocol, okay? Give them something that they can do easily, like uh, with a high protein, high fat shake in the morning for two reasons. Number one, start off your day with some proteins and some fats. You're going to have that steady energy. You're going to be satiated. So you're not going to be hungry. Like you're not going to get hungry again at, at 10 like you would after you ate a bunch of Cheerios. Yep. And then the second thing is that if you wake up in the morning and you're rummaging through your cupboards, you're like, hmm, should I eat this cereal? Should I have this bar? I've got some yogurt in the fridge. Then you're like, you're using your decision-making muscle right off the bat. And, mm -hmm. and I don't think people really realize that this is a, this is a muscle that we only get a certain amount, like unless you've really trained it, you don't get unlimited amount of flex, flexing on this decision-making muscle. So why not save those, save that, that, those, those points essentially for things that are more important during the rest of your day, not on what cereal am I going to have? If you wake up and you know, I'm going to have them to make, I'm going to make this shake. I'm going to get up. I'm going to drink this water, make the shake, get on the road. And you haven't made a single decision until you leave your house you're going to be a lot more energized and ready to be focused for your day rather than being like stressed and frazzled, which is a lot of how we operate in the U.S. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And that's, I, I like the high fat, high protein breakfast. So, and, and then it's certainly using what I, I call it skill power versus willpower. It's definitely Ooh, a skill like that, that you have to, have to build, right? And, and we want to limit the amount of decisions, as you said, that we have to make throughout the day. So that's why some of the most successful people, right, wear the same clothes day in and day out. Um, I wouldn't consider myself among them, but I only wear black V-neck, so. Yeah, well, you look good in them. Thank you. Uh, it just makes it easy, though. I don't have to think about what I'm going to grab out of the closet. If it's like, okay, what V-neck am I going to wear? One of these three, great. That's Next. it. That's it. And you know what you're going to eat and it's just moving on. Then you can save that, that mental energy for the things that really need processing. Hey brother, are you struggling to find the energy to function at your best as a businessman, father, and husband? I want you to know you're not alone. And sadly, the conventional wisdom these days around healthy eating and exercise that has saturated the mainstream is flat out wrong. If you want to find the solution to optimizing your energy and body composition without restrictive dieting, soul-crushing workouts, or adding more to your already stressful and overflowing schedule so that you can finally function like the man you know you can be, then we need to chat. Are you ready to move from exhausted to energized? 
by working smarter, not harder? Go ahead and schedule your free strategy call at www.bslnutrition.com forward slash level up. I'm looking forward to our conversation and enjoy the rest of the show. And so with the high fat, high protein shake, what's that, what's in that? And then how do you progress someone? Like what are some of the other uh, guidelines that you'll give them for how to fuel the rest of their day? So the protein, the high protein, high fat shake can really vary depending on each person's needs. But I like um, a protein supplement that's got a pretty, like a really good uh, protein to carb ratio, really low carbs. Um, I like either a natural peanut butter or almond butter is even better. I throw a little bit of almond milk in there and then you can cut, we can, you know, tweaking things with some, like adding some greens to the day. Cause I like front loading the day with, with some vegetables without having to actually eat broccoli for breakfast. Totally. So just kind of depending, like each one can be a little bit different depending on what people need, you know, like what, it. what they like. Yeah. I like it. Then you're fueling a lot of brain, you're getting a lot of brain fuel in there to, to get them going for the day, stable blood sugar, because the carbs, the processed carbs haven't been high. And most people don't do great with, with carbs, um, processed carbs, certainly, but, uh, with just with a bolus of carbs in the morning anyways, especially in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. Especially in the morning. So then they're off and running. So what comes next? So um, next, what I, what I encourage people to do is not snack, okay? Because like a lot of times around 10 o'clock, you kind of have that urge to snack. Uh, hopefully, your breakfast has, has been uh, satiating enough to tide you over. But then what I like to tell, help people understand is that, okay, you're, a little, you're, long, you're feeling hunger sensation. Okay, now what? So what a lot of people do is they, they feel hunger sensation. They go, oh, shit, I'm hungry, probably starving. I better get some food in me right away. Right. So- what I like to help people do is, is grab some water because a lot of times uh, thirst manifests itself as hunger. You feel, you feel the same sensation. Secondly, don't frame your hunger as in being a negative thing. We live in the U.S. where, where real hunger hasn't really existed since the 40s. You're not going to starve to death. And plus, when you're a little hungry, it activates that parasympathetic nervous system, which allows you to kind of trigger that, that like a really light version of the fight or flight reflex, Right. Because Ben, if you and I are out and it's the paleo era, whatever, you and I were out hunting wildebeest, okay? That we, we, gotta, we gotta eat, you know? So we can't just go to the, the fridge and grab some food. We gotta go like friggin' find something, kill it, drag it back to the hut and then eat it there. So if, we're, if, if you're a little hungry and your body's all of a sudden like, oh, we're hungry, we're taking a nap now then you're probably not going to survive very long right. in, that sort of, in that sort of environment. So what, you, what I want to be able to understand is that when you're hungry, your brain ratchets up a little bit. You get a little bit more dialed in. You get a little bit more focused. So start perceiving your hunger sensations as focus sensations and use that time and that little bit of drive to do your best work. Um, that, that cues are absolutely instrumental. One is for fat loss is because we ramp up fat burning enzymes, but also it's a, it's an opportune time to get some very good focus work done because typically brain activity is heightened. Mm -hmm. Um, I love that you brought that up. That's huge and such a big benefit of people establishing hunger between meals and getting comfortable with hunger between meals. Because as you said, most people start to freak out when they start to get hunger. Oh no, my blood sugar's dropping. I, you know, I'm in freak out mode. I have to find something quick when in reality is it's a good place to be, especially if fat loss is your goal. 
And long-term is something to start to really get comfortable with, create some awareness around so that you understand how your body's functioning and how long you can kind of push, push that hunger on without getting too far down the, the rabbit hole. I love it. Totally. And I mean, like if, if we stopped eating right now, Ben, you and I, if we, to, to ensure that we did not die, we would need to eat again within the month probably mm -hmm. we might be able to go 30 days without eating and still be alive. That wouldn't be a great 30 days, no. but, but, but like this whole, Oh, I'm starving four hours between meals. Got to have six meals. A day. No, no, no. Right. That's, that's just not how our body systems work. And if you just take the, take a second to think about how we were, how, like how we came up um, having to hunt and having to like, take a lot of time between meals in order to make sure that we are, you know, getting enough food and just not having a lot of stuff on hand as hunter gatherers. That doesn't make sense at all. The like having to eat every, every three hours. No, we, th I mean, it's, it's, you know, physiologically our body starts to thrive in periods of, of uh, famine uh, to some degree. And, and obviously it's a big difference when I say famine between waiting four hours to eat your next meal and going 24 hours or 48 hours with a meal, but just, just, you know, biochemically, physiologically, that's when a lot of our organs start to ramp up production of, of fat burning enzymes, especially the liver ramps up fat burning enzymes. We, uh, we uh, convert fats into fuel and utilize fats a lot more effectively. And so we boost immune system function, we start to suppress autoimmune systems. So there's so many different benefits to, to these periods of, um, of fasting, if you will, or just establishing that hunger. That's awesome. So you're saying limit snacking, main meals. And so how do you adjust their nutrition as the day goes on? What do you typically recommend for people to do? Um, lunch, lunch is a, like kind of can be, can be a couple different, different things. What I like for lunch is a high protein, high vegetable lunch. Okay. So salad fits the bill, right? Yeah. But also like cauliflower rice and some veggies, like some like kind of handmade fajita type things, you know, something like that where you're not filling up, you're not getting bloated, you're not getting that, that 2 p.m. Chipotle slowdown, you know, from having a big bowl of rice and beans. But something that that's going to fuel you, take the edge off that hunger, but allow you to continue to produce and be productive for the remainder of your workday. Yeah. So – I think I, I like if you if you wanted a soundbite for it, I'd say morning shakes, lunch, big ass salad. Nice. And it's something that's realistic. Like, I mean, you can do that anywhere. Like you can go out to Eight. eat at virtually any restaurant. You can get, look, I'm just going to find something with a chunk of protein, a big bowl of veggies as much as possible. And that's going to be very satiating and it's going to fuel me effectively without crashing through the rest of the day so that I can then get home. Um, or the next meal out, and then what are we looking at for dinner? Dinner's going to be a little different. Um, I know a lot of people say don't eat carbs at certain times, but I think carbs are integral for not just like, I think there's a, the keto crowd is like, well, fat burning is more efficient, but I think that the most efficient, the best thing you could do as a, as a regular person, generally who doesn't want to necessarily be in ketosis all the time, would be being able to use both systems interchangeably. Have a fat burning system, but also have a carb burning system. You want to yes. be able to be be both, right? So when you are out and you have you have a slice of bread, your your body's not like, well, we're gonna take, we're gonna we're set this one out. Yep. So I think that having some carbs at night is great because for a couple of reasons, uh, you replenish the, like the glycogen stores you used up for your workouts and during the day, and then also 
like I said earlier, if you do have a big heavy lunch, you know how that feels at two o'clock, you get tired, you get sleepy, you kind of ready for the nap. Well, why not start fueling our nighttime, like our sleeping with some carbohydrates at dinner time? That's a great impetus, a great trigger catalyst for your body to start slowing itself down, digesting those carbs. You kind of go into rest mode anyways. I don't know many people, especially entrepreneurs and small business owners who hit dinner and then go work out after that. That's not, mm-hmm. that's not necessarily the, the, the way to go. So um, protein, vegetable, carbohydrate for dinner. Nice. Yeah, and so that would be look like something like rice or potato or some, some kind of uh, a grain or something mm-hmm. like that. One of my favorites recently has been, I've been doing spiralized sweet potatoes, cooking mm. those on a, like a sheet pan in the oven, and then using like red sauce or like a green curry sauce with meatballs. Oh, Sounds really good. And it's fast. There's all about one pan meals. That sounds really good. A couple uh, clinical pearls that I'm going to pull out from that that I, I heard you say um, that really resonate with me and I think that will resonate with our listeners. One is, is being able to effectively utilize both carbs and fats effectively throughout the day. And that's something that I referred to that I learned from Jade Tita um, about basically what we call metabolic flexibility. But it's, we really want our pathways, we want to be able to burn fat when we're eating fat and we want to be able to burn carbs when we're eating carbs and we want to have the ability to switch back and forth. And one of the problems that we encounter when we go too far down one of those pathways is we start to downregulate some of the enzymes that we utilize, right? To, uh, for example, if we're going down the keto route, then after a period of time or, or uh, if we get too far down that rabbit hole, then we start to downregulate our ability to actually process carbs that we eat. And for busy entrepreneurial parents, people like that, that are on the go and, and doing things that need to be realistic, that's just not a great way to approach healthy nutrition long-term. And so maintaining that metabolic flexibility, I think huge. And then the second thing that I found tremendous value in that I'm glad that you brought up is the carbs at dinner. And some, this is something that I learned from Charles Poliquin is it's the carbohydrate that helps induce more serotonin, right? At night, right? And that helps activate our parasympathetic nervous system, our rest and digest, and helps us manage all of the stressors that we encounter, uh, that we've been encountering all day and helps us kind of wind down um, and produce more melatonin. So that's a huge, uh, a really um, good point that, that I'm glad you brought up. Speaking of Poliquin, your article, 10 Things You Learned From Him, fabulous. Really liked, like I, I, I like Charles Poliquin a, a lot. Um, really cool that you got to meet him. And then also awesome, just the, the, the nuggets that you had in there were fantastic. Thanks, dude. I appreciate it. Yeah, it take me a while to kind of put that together. And I, it was somewhat brief simply because of the nature of posting something on social media, right? You can't make it huge. But for those of you listening, if you do want to check out, I, I did record a solo podcast about uh, the 10 things that I learned from Charles Poliquin. You can check that out. And I'll, I'll put it in the show notes. But um, anyways, moving on, man. So, So that's something that we tend to refer to as carb backloading, right? Consuming the majority of your carbohydrates at night. And what are some of the benefits? I mean, how do you, what's some of the feedback that you get from your clients about that? Why is that beneficial for them and how do they react to it? Um, I feel like, I think that, you know, I, I like to keep like a, like a, like really try to think technically and scientifically about a lot of the nutrition, but 
what actually matters is when people, when I, like I love getting messages from people being like, oh my gosh, my energy has never been higher. I'm feeling so focused at work. I'm sleeping better than I've ever slept before, yeah. you know? So like when the rubber hits the road, that's the thing that matters. And that's what I've been hearing a lot of is like, my energy is better. I'm, I'm losing weight without trying. I'm always full I'm, and I'm feeling just so focused and so like happy. Yes. So that's been really great because I feel like that's, that's a testament to not just like, okay, this is, a, this is a good dietary program, right? It's not the end all be all, but it's, sure. it's, but it's a good, it's a good solid scientifically backed dietary program, but it's an amazing program for this set group of people. Yes. And it does, it does really great work and, and it's exactly what they need it to be when they need it to be that way. It's just so realistic. And I'll give you an example is, and it's something that I tend to gravitate towards, uh, at least on training days, I tend to consume more carbs. But for instance, last night, yesterday was just a long day. I had to pick the kids up. My wife has volleyball on Tuesday nights. And so, um, you know, I eat pretty quote unquote clean during the day. And then, then this particular day, I had to pick the kids up from her. We had to meet kind of halfway so she could go to volleyball. It's, it was already 7 p.m. I got three kids in the minivan, right? Nothing prepared at home. It's sort of like, okay, what are we going to do? What are our options? I pulled through Chipotle and it was one of those instances where if someone had, if, if I had too strict of guidelines in place, I would have failed miserably and probably felt bad about it. Or if you give someone else that, and, and I'm pretty strict with my nutrition, but it still allowed me the, the freedom to be able to eat my food. And I made it more meat and veggies, but then of course I ate the majority of my kids' food as well, right? As I crushed their quesadillas and chips and everything like that, because they didn't touch anything, of course. But that's shit that people, you know, that people and parents go through on a daily basis, especially when you're eating out and to know that you have that level of flexibility is, is really, really valuable. So I, I'm glad that you keep it real for your clients and obviously you're getting really good results. Um, tell us a little bit about your book. Oh yeah. So the book is called Passport Fitness, the no nonsense guide to staying in shape, no matter what city you wake up in. Nice. And so it was kind of based around, so my wife and I, so I told you we, we lived in Arizona. We moved up to Seattle for like four years. And then uh, in 20, end of 2015, her and I moved down to Panama mm. for, uh, for what was going to be a six-month trip. Um, ended up being just amazing. We ended up going from Panama down to Colombia, Ecuador, Peru, Chile, and Argentina. And so we spent, ended up being like 13 months we spent on the road in, in various uh, South American countries. And, you know, staying in hostels, Airbnbs, living on, like we, we were lived on a boat that was a floating, floating boat in the middle of Lake Gatun at the lake that feeds the Panama Canal. That's crazy. We were on an Ecuadorian pig farm for a little bit, you know, stayed host families and stuff. So we just had like tons of different like routines and everything was always changing. But I brought a suspension trainer with me and I hit and didn't miss a single workout the entire time we were gone. And, um, I just, so I wrote this book basically like, here's the, here's some principles that you can use, whether you're traveling for work, you're on the road a lot with the planes, or you're like literally living abroad. Here are the, some simple like strategies that you can take and utilize today to get rid of jet lag, to get a hotel room, work out with just your suitcase, you know, pick a good restaurant, no matter yes. what language it's in, you know, just like, just hopefully really effective things. 
Nice. And then I also got to put in a lot of stories about like while we were traveling. Well, you know, you're a great writer and I I really enjoy reading your stuff. So for those of you listening, you know, make sure you check out the link to Nate's book and his blog. Absolutely. Um, He's got some great videos and then he's just a great writer as well as you'll see. So make sure you guys start following Nate. Um, And Nate, what else, man? Tell us a little bit about how people can find out more about you. Tell us about your million dollar meal plan. So you can find me on the Instagrams, um, nice. pretty active on, on the Facebooks. Um, my, like, my, like you said, my blog is N, then the number eight, training systems at g.com. Yep. And then if you want to see more about the million dollar meal plan, I can just, I'll send you a link, Ben. You can put it in the, uh, put it in the show notes if you want. Okay. And, and what's, tell us just a little bit about the million dollar, what, what's the million dollar meal plan? So the million dollar meal plan is the plan I put together for my clients based on a, a beta test I ran all last year. Um, with that car backloading in place, yeah. but I also included, it's, it's not just a meal plan. I think that's a, that's a big part of it, but I think for, for entrepreneurs and small business owners to get the results that they want in their, in their life, their business and their relationships, you need to have a little bit like that kind of what we talked about in the beginning, that AM, AM routine, something mm-hmm. you can get up and just automatically roll into skill power, like you said. Yeah. So a routine that's going to set you up for success in your day, help you give you a positive mental mindset, you know, and then. Uh, a PM routine as well to kind of set you up for the next day and help you sleep a lot better. Because I feel like a lot of people are like, well, I'm getting four hours of sleep and that's just not sustainable. So sleep, sleep longer, sleep better, wake up happier and eat nutritious food essentially is, is what that's all about. Sounds like a super valuable, uh, valuable plan. So make sure you guys check that out in the show notes. Nate, it's been an absolute pleasure, brother. Thank you so much for having me on. It feels like it just was like three or four minutes. I know. It went by really quickly. And so we're going to have to do this again. We'll get a little more in depth on some other, some other areas. I know you're really a big expert on utilizing intermittent fasting. And I didn't want to go too far into that. We've talked about a lot, that a lot on the show. Mm. Uh, but uh, yeah, dude, it's, it's been really valuable. And I appreciate you taking the time to come on. And I know our listeners do as well. And so uh, we'll catch Absolutely. you soon. Thanks a lot, man. I really appreciate it. All right, buddy, you take care. Did you love this episode of the Smart Nutrition Made Simple show? Then head on over to iTunes, subscribe, and leave a positive rating and review. And more importantly, share this with other men that you know are dedicated to leveling up in every area of their life by learning how to live healthier, more energetic, and productive lives so that they can optimize their health for their family and future. Thank you for listening. And if you want to find out more about how you can work directly with Ben, then just head on over to www.bslnutrition.com forward slash level up.